Hello, everyone. This is Dallas Johnson with the Dealer Training Podcast, and I want to welcome you. I First, I want to let you know we are doing a live stream every Friday. Every Friday morning, we're going to do a live stream to answer dealer questions. Maybe you've gotten your dealer's license recently and have some questions. Maybe you've been a licensed dealer for 20 years, or maybe you're getting ready to get started, or maybe you have never had a dealer's license. You don't even know where to begin. So we're going to have uh, our live stream every single Friday morning, and that live stream is going to be at 10 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern, 9 Central, 8 Mountain, 7 Pacific. Once again, that's going to be 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, 7 a.m. Pacific. So uh, you can watch that live stream every single Friday morning, and you'll be able to easily watch that on our YouTube channel. That's YouTube backslash Dealer Training, or Facebook is Facebook backslash Dealer Training, or on our official website, dealertraining.org. So Facebook Dealer Training, YouTube Dealer Training, or our official dealer website, which is dealertraining.org. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. A lot of things going on here recently. Obviously, uh, the trends are changing in our market. We're here just a couple of months ago. The dealers I was talking to all over the country could not get vehicles on the lot. And there were so many reasons that led to this. Number one was obviously the chip shortage. So what happened here, you know, when the pandemic started, uh, you know, the, the, the major shutdown started in about March of 2020. Well, not only did most businesses close down, but obviously kids had to stay at school. So what happened after that, all these kids that were going to school, they had to have a huge increase in laptops, Google Chromebooks, things like that. So all the chips, all these computer chips that were basically setting in warehouses immediately went into all the computers. And that's one of the main reasons that led to this chip shortage. And the chip shortage has really, really messed things up in our industry because number one, you have the brand new franchisees have not been able to get these vehicles to the franchisers. Okay, so, you know, what's happened here, you've got tens of thousands of vehicles that have every component they need to be sold on a franchisee's lot with the exception of the chip. So I've actually seen pictures where you'll see deserted airport runways being rented by car manufacturers, and they have tens of thousands of these vehicles that have been setting on these airport runways for the last several months just waiting to get their chips so they can go to the franchisees this is one of the things that has really led to a dramatic downturn in inventory acquisition you are listening to the dealer training podcast with dallas johnson well finally as you'll realize as you drive around here because of the last year every toyota chevrolet ford chrysler ram uh, uh, Honda, Nissan dealership, they're empty. I never saw I see anything like this. You know, especially these Toyota lots that I live around here, they're always full. And, you know, I would drive by there and there would literally be not one single brand new vehicle. I've never seen this. But so what's happening now, though? Luckily, the inventory ship, chip shortage is starting to decrease. Manufacturers are now getting these vehicles, and that's good for us used dealers because obviously this market trickles down, and we need those we need those vehicles coming off those lots. And what I mean by that, right now there's so many reasons that led to this inventory shortage in the auctions. Number one, think about this. Normally when you set in a dealer auction, like me, myself, I, a lot of times I would sit in the rental return lane. 
And you can usually get some good deals on some rental returns because there are some dealers out there that do not want to acquire those vehicles because a rental car has been ran pretty hard. When someone drives a rental car, they drive it pretty hard. So there are dealers that actually stay away from rental cars. I've never had a problem with that because, uh, you know, I can get some really good deals on them. Well, the rental car lanes dried up because think about this. The rental car agencies like Hertz, Enterprise, Thrifty, they were not able to replenish their inventory. So normally these rental car agencies will buy buy brand new vehicles about every two years. They'll run a vehicle for about two years and then they'll send it right through the dealer auctions. But think about this. These rental car agencies have not been able to buy new vehicles as well because they can't buy them from the franchisees that do not have the chips to put in those vehicles to put those on the lot. So the rental car companies kept those vehicles. I mean, obviously they couldn't turn around and buy brand new vehicles because the brand new vehicles were not available. So they've hung on to those vehicles. And now, you know, the rental car companies have been keeping these for three to four years. And unfortunately for a guy like me that wants to stand in that dealer auction lane and buy the rental returns, I've been unable to do that. But luckily now things are starting to turn around. So now these rental car agencies just in limited supply are able to replenish their rental inventories and they're able to buy a few more new vehicles than they were able to a couple of months ago. So what I've seen now is a slowly but surely increase of rental returns in the auction lane. So this is something that's definitely going to lead to an advantage in our industry as well right now. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Now, another problem we've had in the dealer auctions are the lease returns. Okay, the lease returns. Now, think about this. A lot of folks out there, not me, I've, I've never been a, you know, I've been a dealer. I'm a person who wants to own a vehicle. But there are a lot of folks out there that lease vehicles, and they want that lease. That's what they want. And a lot of businesses lease vehicles as well, because there are, um, you know, business advantages to leasing vehicles. But a lot of folks lease vehicles every two years, and they'll go out and lease a brand new vehicle every two years. Well, think about this. That person that leases a brand new vehicle every two years was unable to find a brand new vehicle to lease this two years and during this two year cycle. So what a lot of persons that are doing that lease vehicles have been renegotiating their leases with the leasing companies and the leasing companies have been glad to renegotiate those leases because they can usually charge a a few extra dollars on that. So this has also dried up the lease return lanes. And that's another lane I like to sit in in the dealer auction is that lease return lane because I love to sit there and take those two- and three-year-old vehicles coming through because usually with the lease return lane, you're going to find somebody has really kept those vehicles in excellent shape because they want their deposits back, you know. And so a person that leases a vehicle tends to keep it in really good shape. They always keep up the uh, uh, the maintenance on those as well. So that's something that they do on those lease returns. All the lease returns now have manufacturer's warranty that's still in effect and most of them have that really really low mileage because you know when someone leases a vehicle obviously they're limited in the number of miles so that's another one of my favorite lanes at the dealer auction is the lease return lane well obviously the persons that lease vehicles have not been able to uh, you know, lease a brand new vehicle. So they've been extending their leases. So we saw a huge dry up of vehicles coming through the lease lanes. Well, luckily, those are starting to come back as well. So uh, what I've seen here is an increase in lease returns. And by the way, I'm sure you're aware of this, but you know, when a big rental car agency like Enterprise, Thrifty, or Hertz, or whatever, normally in non-pandemic years, when they when they uh, get a, a vehicle off a two-year rental program, they will sell those immediately through the dealer auctions. But they really do a lot of research, and they always want to get that top dollar because they're real smart. They've got smart CEOs and things like that. So, you know, many times what they'll do 
they'll take their vehicles and they'll do a little bit of market research. And let's just say, for example, the Dallas, Texas Hertz car rental agency, maybe they've got, you know, 300 cars coming off some two-year rental program. Well, they don't necessarily sell them at the Dallas-Fort Worth dealer auctions. They're going to do some market research, and if they find the prices are going just a little bit higher in Miami or Atlanta or New York or Los Angeles dealer auctions, obviously they'll ship two or 300 of those uh, uh, rental returns up to those dealer auctions. And that's one reason why no matter where you're at, if you're bidding on a vehicle at the Denver Mannheim dealer auction and you're buying a bunch of vehicles with Texas titles is because those, you know, those Texas uh, rental car agencies did the market research and they realized that week that those rental cars are going quite a bit higher uh, at the uh, Denver Mannheim. So that's one reason why we do buy these vehicles with titles from all over the country. And by the way, if you haven't been in this industry and you're getting your dealer's license for the first time, you would think if you go into your local dealer auction that you're going to buy vehicles with your own state's titles, you're going to find like that's very rarely, very rarely the case. So no matter what dealer auction you're in locally, normally you're going to be buying vehicles from all over the country. And one of the reasons for that could be those rental car agencies doing that market research to ensure they're getting the top dollar, no matter where that dealer auction is going to be located. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Hey, I want to give you that reminder again. We are doing those live streams every Friday at YouTube, youtube.com slash Dealer training. I had to think of it there for a second. YouTube.com slash dealer training, Facebook.com slash dealer training, or on our official website, dealertraining.org. Once again, that's dealertraining.org. If you're looking into getting into this industry, uh, regardless of your state, uh, we are approved in the state of Texas. And uh, if you're you know outside of one of those areas, then you can also uh, take your training online at dealertraining.org. So another reason that our market is changing. Okay, we are getting those chips again. So those rental car agencies, they're buying new rentals and they are taking their older fleets. They're, they're taking them back through the dealer auctions. The persons that were doing the leases are leasing new vehicles. So those lease returns are starting to come through the auction lanes again. So this is a really great thing for us. Now, you're obviously aware customers are flush with cash. You know, the government has paid so much money to the average American family. And between all the stimulus payments they've gotten over the last year or so, and now uh, as of July of 2021, they started receiving those child tax credit payments a month. So, you know, a, a typical family in the United States that has three kids, they're getting $300 payment a month from the federal government. So they're flush with $900 in extra cash every month. Uh, so what research is showing is, you know, according to some of the national dealer websites, these customers are buying vehicles. So, you know, definitely if you don't have your license, this is a great time to get your license. If you've just gotten your license, it's a great time uh, to get that inventory built up because we are seeing new sectors in our market that we didn't see even a year ago. You know, when we had people that were realizing they didn't want to get on a bus with 20 other people because of the pandemic, they've realized they now have the financial means to buy their own vehicles. Uh, you know, unfortunately, as cool as rideshare apps are, rideshare apps, riders have declined incredibly. So a lot of persons that are normally getting into rideshare and riding in a person's vehicle that they don't know, they're actually buying their own vehicles as well. So there's a new sector of our market. We've got the customers that are flush with cash. Uh, we've also got a lot of entrepreneurs that are doing like the Uber Eats and things like that. So I've read cases where, you know, a person that was working a job a year and a half ago has decided they don't want to go back to work, you know, and you can find this out anytime you're sitting in a line at McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's. It takes a long, longer to get your food because 
Folks aren't working like they were before the pandemic. There's a lot of government benefits that people are setting on. But I've also noticed that and read some research on this, there's a lot of people that don't want to just go into an office and work eight to five. I, I think for a lot of people, that is going to be a thing of the past. I was reading recently where a working mother that sat in an office 40 hours a week now has bought her own vehicle for the first time. She's running Uber Eats and she has her her son in the back of the car during most of the day, you know, doing playing his games or whatever. But this allows a working mom to basically get her own vehicle and set her own hours. And this is this is the wave of the future here. So we've seen some dra- dramatic changes there as well. You know, something else, uh, you know, we, we're seeing the explosion of electric vehicles. I think if you've got a chance to uh, uh, put any type of electric vehicle on your lot, you're definitely going to see the advantages of that as well. So we definitely see our industry changing. But one thing that we are definitely going to need to prepare for is digital growth. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. So what do I mean by digital growth? Well, you know, digital growth comes in many factors, I guess you would say. But, you know, in the past, I mean, a person had absolutely no choice. When they wanted to buy a vehicle, they had to come into our lot, deal with us. And they don't want to do that, obviously, a lot. They wanted to deal. They have to deal with us. And, you know, sometimes that buying experience was certainly not a positive one. Well, now millennials and younger persons are wanting to get away completely from that experience. And many, many younger folks and even some of the older folks that are tired of dealing with us at our lots are buying their vehicles online. And they want the entire experience to take place online. Now, you're probably aware, you know, most state agencies do require that your sales activity takes place right there at your licensed location, you know. So you see these companies like Carvana, Vroom, and all the dealerships that are promising home delivery. Well, here's the catch to this, most state laws. they got to sell that vehicle before the vehicle's actually delivered. So, you know, you get on, if you get on to, say, for example, Vroom or Carvana, I mean, you're going to fill out an application, you know, your customers are going to get their loan, and they actually buy that vehicle before the vehicle is ever delivered. You know, so most states are very strict, and they don't ever allow any type of off-site sales activity, and they call that curbing the vehicle. So, But we have to expect this. So there are companies out there where you can literally – you know, get your website built for your dealership and they're going to have a financing module built into it. And then the customer can have that vehicle delivered to their home. The customers that are having their vehicles delivered to their home, they are expecting a return guarantee. So like, uh, you know, most of these online car delivery services are offering a three to five day buyback guarantee. And I talked to, I won't even mention the company. I talked to one of these online um, dealerships that you know, I know I'm not going to mention the name, but I guarantee you see their advertising and they're probably located right down the street from you. They've made it very clear when they sell a vehicle to someone, the only time it ever comes back is if that person wants to trade it on a different vehicle. So they got a five day guarantee. They said 99 out of the sales that they make do not come back, but about one out of a hundred sales they make do come back. And that person never just sends the vehicle back. That person usually is returning that vehicle to have a different vehicle delivered. And sometimes these car companies will actually charge like a $500 return fee. So that's something to keep in mind as well. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. So things have dramatically changed here. Uh, You know, obviously, I think, uh, you know, the inventory is coming back into the lane. So if you've had problems or seen those sky-high wholesale prices, you are definitely going to see some uh, lowering of wholesale prices. We're seeing the expected digital growth. We're seeing those rental returns and those lease returns coming through the lane. So if you haven't been able to get inventory, this is definitely a great time to do it. And obviously, if you're not advertising in your local market to buy vehicles directly from individuals, even if you're not taking a trade, then you're missing out. Uh, I talked to a franchisee here locally. 
They've been running a lot of aggressive ads and they said they, you know, they've been buying an incredible amount of their inventory. And it's interesting. I I will tell you a a scenario that I ran into uh, where I had a vehicle. I I literally took one of my vehicles in uh, to see what they would give me on this. And one of the persons in that dealership, you know, they were advertising that they were going to give three three thousand dollars over book and so i took my vehicle in there thinking well if i can get three thousand dollars over book i would definitely sell this and i went in and i said what you know what's this three thousand dollars over book and the salesperson actually said to me well we just run that ad to get everybody in here well he bait and switched me i'm certainly not going to mention that uh you know that dealership but i want you to be aware that was illegal what i had a local this was a franchisee this was a franchise dealer one of their salespersons told me that they ran that ad just to get people in the door and they weren't really paying three thousand dollars over book so beware of your advertising you know you want to make sure you never do any type of bait and switch advertising uh because i see franchisees all the time breaking the law and they don't even know it so you know hopefully if we can help you dealertraining.org is one of our websites here where you can download that uh training for you. They got compliance training for you as well. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Hey, thank you very much for being here this morning or today, whatever time of the day it is uh, that you're listening. And we really appreciate you listening. I also want you to be aware we are going to be giving that live stream every single Friday morning, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock Pacific. So jump on to dealertraining.org. You can view that live or you can go to facebook.com backslash dealertraining or youtube.com backslash dealer training. I hope you found this advantageous and I want to really wish you the very best of luck operating your business. This is a great time to be the in the industry. If you're thinking about getting your license for the first time, it's a great time to do this. If you've been a licensed dealer for 20 years, uh, we are going to see that inventory coming through the lanes again. So thank you very much. I want to really wish you uh, all the best with this business. Have a great day. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson.